Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. Today we are discussing the prisons, um, correctional facilities that I wasn't, I don't know what I was thinking, that it was just going to be in and around Port Charles, but I forgot there's also international ones, which makes sense since you know some of the families are international well yeah if you can go to france to get your mental health issues handled then i'm sure that they can send you away for a prison too that is very true see what better follow-up to the mental health facilities than to start talking about i guess right well a lot of them carried over where it was well they went here but then they went here and like we were talking about last week with ryan chamberlain you know he's at springridge right now is being threatened with going back to Darkham. Maybe that's how we should judge the the mental health facilities, like how good they are. How many people just went there and then went home and were okay? How many people left there and were not cured, helped, whatever, and then went on to prison? There you go. So you know what that way we would know when someone got sent to a mental facility, were they going to be cured or were they going to go on and do worse? There you go. Yeah, we should find out what the doctor's track records are. and Right, exactly. Would I use this position? You know how they send you those patient surveys? Like, yes. no, you did not do a good job. Right. Like, no, I want to know your ratio of how many people do you treat that move on to uh, go back into society? Or do they further spiral and eventually wind up in prisons? Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess there's there's eight different ones that I hadn't really thought about. And we'll have to do the clinics sometimes too, because over the course of 60 years, there's been a ton of clinics. So not just Mercy Hospital, like we joke around. I feel like that one could probably be by itself. But there's also been all those True. little clinics all over the place oh, right. that we should talk about sometime. Yes. So I guess we can get started. We are again using General Hospital Fandom. And the first one is Cassidine Compound which is one that just never registered. I know that the Cassadines obviously have their own, they feel like they have their own legal system. <laughs> of course. And I guess I just always assumed that, so the Cassadine compound is a compound owned by Victor Cassadine in Crete, Greece. So I guess I just figured that they were just holding people hostage like in their basement. I didn't realize that it was an entire compound come on it's the cassadines they're a little classier than that oh yeah (laughs) so in 2021 it is revealed that drew kane is alive okay so this is a relatively newer one yes and being held in a bunker prison in the compound peter's supposed victim chloe jennings is also captive and alive and she 
and Drew attempt an escape of which only make of which only she makes it. Liesl Obrecht ends up captive on the same compound, first in a gilded cage, then in a bunker where she finds Drew and they fill in the blanks of their captivity. Valentine is rendered unconscious and only to also awaken in the bunker prison the week of October 4th, 2021, sharing a cell with Drew. They exchange more information with each other and Drew finally learns that he has been in Greece for two years and hears about his daughter and they realize that Peter August and alive Victor Cassadine are behind it all. Valentine is taken to Victor, who tells him that he knows Peter is not to be trusted and is ne- and needs his help. I cannot read today. <laughs> Valentine is left locked in a more opulent room in the compound, while Liesel and Drew are still on the prison level below. Victor reveals to Valentine that he knows Peter is a traitor and wants his help taking him down. He also reveals that he's Valentine's father, making him a true Cassadine. Meanwhile, Peter secretly deactivates Drew's conditioning to him to get him to do his bidding. Drew, under brainwashing, shoots at Robert and Anna at the Panopolis Taverna, getting a wound from the bullet graze. He later wakes in his cell and Liesl is sent to treat him. They realize he was conditioned by Peter and Liesl offers insight as a neurologist on how to fight the conditioning by thinking about his beloved daughter, Scout, and holding on to the memory of her. Aww. Peter decides to reveal his double crossing of the Cassadines with Victor's guards turning on him, and he reveals that he deactivate that he activated Drew's brainwashing. And this was the whole terror card thing that has yes. just gone nowhere at this time in December of 2022. <laughs> Drew then stops Russell about to kill Victor and Valentine rescuing them. While Victor runs off, Drew and Valentine make a run for it, but Peter critically injures Valentine and Drew seemingly takes multiple gunshots and falls off the bridge into the water before he passes out and is airlifted to the U.S. Consul Hospital. Valentine tells Anna that Liesl is also there, is also hostage there, and needs rescuing. Oh, I that is like a it. newer one. Huh? That is like a newer one. Like, as they were talking yeah. about it, I thought they were going to talk about what happened more recently, but then turn around and be like, Joe was also held captive there in 1986 or something, but no, no, it's definitely a a brand new one. So I'm kind of disappointed with their cells for it being brand new. I I would expect like a Metro core upgrade there or how, if you look at the next one, because it's part of that, uh, you think for a new, newer facility, would not have so many patches on the wall. Right. Right. They should get better maintenance. This is ridiculous. All right. So next is compound prison. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the compound prison is a bunker prison located inside the Cassadine compound in Panopolis in Crete, Greece. On September 5th, 2019, Andre Maddox reveals that Drew Kane found him and put him on a commercial flight. Drew continued on to Afghanistan to return Tex and Shiloh's money, and on the way, his plane disappeared. On September 9th, the WSB confirmed the wreckage of his plane was found on the Gulf of Aden, but no bodies were found. The crew had fake documents. On September 10th, Peter August was seen on the phone calling his contact, confirming if they had taken care of Drew's plane. On October 9th, Robert Scorpio revealed that the search for Drew found no survivors, he was officially declared dead in Abstania by the WSB. On August 16th, 2021, Drew calls Sam from a foreign prison and she recognizes his voice. On August 17th, a guard named Russell catches Drew with a phone and tosses him back into his cell. Drew is seen bruised from a recent beating and later Drew talks with Russell about the boss. This person rescued Drew from the water about two years ago and imprisoned him because, of course, why would you not imprison someone if you rescued them? Right. After Russell threatens Sam, Drew attacks the guard and steals a pen from him, which he plans to use to pick his handcuffs. On August 24th, Drew was weak from another beating that he took and had a hallucination of Sam and Scout. He closed his eyes, and when he opened them again, he saw that Sam and Scout were gone, but he saw a woman the nurse named Chloe Jennings. Chloe told Drew not to die on her, and she patched him up. 
Drew wondered why Chloe was working in the foreign prison and not a hospital or clinic, but Chloe said that she was not there by choice. She revealed that she was set to become a live-in nurse for a pregnant woman, but after interviewing with the baby's father, she got jumped and was taken hostage. Drew called that the worst interview ever, and he was disgusted that the man was using an unborn baby as bait, and he asked her if she had kids. She didn't, but she asked Drew if he had any, and he told her about his little girl and that he's going home to her. Drew learned from Chloe that there was another prisoner, a woman who screamed. Drew learned that Chloe didn't have handcuffs, so he said that she could help him and the other prisoner escape. Chloe told Drew that they had to have Chloe told Drew that they had her on a leash and that the guards didn't trust her. So Drew gave her the pen he stole from Russell and told her to tell the guards that she found it on him in order to gain their trust. That was a good scene. Mm-hmm. Chloe was reluctant, but Drew promised her that while he wasn't looking forward to another beating, that he could handle it since he's a Navy SEAL. Drew told her that she can do this, so Chloe called the guards in and told them that she found the pen on Drew and that he was planning to escape. One guard thanked her for the heads up before telling the other guard to get her out of there. Once the other guard and Chloe were out of the cell, the first guard told Drew that that it was a stupid move before beating him up. Afterwards, the guard stepped out and revealed that he thinks Drew got the message. As for Drew, he was laying on his bed in pain from his latest beating before he saw Sam and Scout again. He promised Scout that he's coming home to her. And then on September 14th, Chloe checks on Drew's bruises. She tells him that she counted 10 guards total from different nationalities. Chloe pushes her thumb into his ribs to draw a guard into the room with his yells. Mm. Drew kicks the guard in the face and runs out of the room with Chloe. She injects another guard with a syringe in the neck, ew, and shows Drew the key that she has to a car outside in the courtyard. Chloe escapes as Drew tackles two guards, who then catch him again. On September 15th, Drew tells Russell that he can see Russell isn't a true believer, unlike the boss. Russell is only holding Drew captive for the money. Drew also theorizes that the boss is a Cassidine, and Drew tells Russell that Chloe will head for the U.S. consul or a luxury hotel. You know, one, is they're both the same. Uh, uh, right, right, exactly. I was just held captive. Should I go get help for the other people or check into the Ritz? Not sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> On September 23rd, Anna receives word from the WSB that Chloe was found checked into a hospital facility in the U.S. consul in Crete. Anna and Valentine visit Chloe at the U.S. Consul, where Chloe is unconscious. Her doctor talks to Victor Cassidine, because he's alive, on the phone after Anna and Valentine leave and let him know that two people from the WSB were just there. And the other thing is, too, though, so if she goes to the hotel over the U.S. Consul, doesn't she have protection if she goes to the Consul? Right. Whereas if she's in the hotel, she doesn't. So, like, why wouldn't she just go to the U.S. Consul? Right, exactly. Like, they're supposed to offer protection. If you go hang out at the hotel, it's like you're on vacation and you're fair game. Right. Sorry. Uh, No, that's okay. I'm totally with you. Like, why would that even cross your mind? Yeah. I need help. But first, a spa day. (laughs) (laughs) On September 28th, Victor has his prisoner Liesl taken downstairs to the compound prison where she checks on Drew's injuries and updates him on what happened while he was gone. He finds out Peter and Victor are behind the kidnapping. Valentine, hot on the trail in Greece, is rendered unconscious, only to also awaken in the prison, sharing a cell with Drew. They exchange more information with each other. Drew finally learns he's been in Greece for two years and he hears about his daughter and Valentine learns Victor Cassidine is alive and Peter's boss. Valentine is taken to Victor, who tells him that he knows Peter is not to be trusted, and he needs his help. Valentine is left locked in a more opulent room in the Cassadine compound. So co- the Cassadine compound is just the nicer, like the upstairs. Mm-hmm. And the downstairs is what we're talking about, needs an upgrade. Yeah. While Liesl and Drew are still on the prison level below, Victor reveals to Valentine that he knows Peter is a traitor and wants his help taking him down. He also reveals that he's Valentine's father, making him a true Cassidine. Meanwhile, Peter secretly activates Drew's conditioning to get him to do his bidding. 
Drew, under the brainwashing, shoots at Robert and Anna at the Panapolis Tavern. I can't say it. Taverna, getting a wound from a bullet graze. He wakes later in his cell, and Liesel is sent to treat him. They realize he was conditioned by Peter, and Liesel offers the insight um, about fighting the conditioning, like you just said. Peter decides to reveal his double-crossing of the Cassidines with Victor's guards turning on him, and he reveals that he activated Drew's brainwashing. The WSB interrupts by storming the compound, and Peter goes to Drew, who attacks him. I think this just says all that same stuff, I think right? it is, yeah. Yeah, it's just, there's a couple different words. Right. But there was some added information, like you said. Like, this is actually where the, in the basement is, like, where the rooms are, but the whole thing is... Right, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you get kidnapped by the Cassidines, you want to be in the Cassidine compound, not just the compound prison. Right. Make sure you make that request. Yes. And request your spa services to be held in your room. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Just so you know, if I get out, you can find me at the Ritz. <laughs> So then the next one is Flatland Federal Prison. I think this is a newer one as well. On June 16th, 2021, Cyrus Renault is sent to a federal federal penitentiary in the Midwest. On August 31st, Mr. Bushima visits Cyrus at the prison. Cyrus wants the five families to arrange an attack during Jason and Carly's wedding. He will coordinate from prison. On October 27th, 2021, the name of the prison, the name of the prison where Cyrus is being housed was revealed as Flatland Federal Prison as Cyrus contacts Sonny Corinthos from inside the facility. On November 3rd, Sonny went to visit Cyrus, where the incarcerated mobster admitted that he that his reach wasn't as wide as he had liked and hoped for, and he might call in a favor someday. He revealed that Sonny and Joey Novak would most likely take over the Novak organization. Cyrus reminded Sonny that there was nothing more dangerous than a braggart with a gun, that only a fool would underestimate someone with nothing to lose. It's a very fair point. Yeah. On November 30th, Cyrus called Sonny from Flatland on a smuggled cell phone, revealing that he has some contacts and he went to offer his condolences, quotes, because he heard about Jason's presumed death. Sonny started to threaten Cyrus, who hung up on him. On December 20th, Laura Collins visits her brother Cyrus, who was happy to see her. She told him she is not running around anymore and won't let him keep her from her family one more minute. Cyrus asked if she has always been that way, and Laura said that a hit woman was sent to kill both her and Martin at their safe house, and Martin was strangled. Cyrus was relieved when she told him Martin was okay, and Laura wasn't happy that Cyrus was acting innocent, and Cyrus insisted that he was not the one behind the hit. He believes that he deserves Laura's anger and mistrust since he was on the dark path and had a lot to atone for. She laughed upon learning that Cyrus had found religion, as Laura, Laura was skeptical, but Cyrus revealed that he had a cold which turned into pneumonia, and when he was in pain, an angel came to him. This gave him peace, and when he woke up, his fever was gone. Cyrus then asked for a Bible and began to study it, and now his life belongs to God. Laura didn't believe Cyrus, who stopped her leaving and warned her that she's in danger. Back in familiar territory, Cyrus told her if she focused on him, her real adversary to strike. Laura wondered about Sonny and the late Charles Boshima, since they had both visited him. Cyrus admitted that he felt pulled towards his old life, but he had chosen the light. Laura didn't believe that Cyrus had found God, since she believed he was incapable of love and caring about anyone other than himself. But Cyrus disagreed with her and said that he would pray for her. Cyrus warned her to keep an eye on the serpent in the garden and promised that he didn't hire anyone to kill her and Martin. On June 22nd, 2022, it was revealed that Cyrus had moved from Flatland to Pentonville, to Pentonville Penitentiary and Laura visits him and tells him she forgives him. How sweet. It is. Nothing like family reunions in the prison. Yes. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, so next is Greenbrier. The Greenbrier Federal Penitentiary is a federal prison. Current inmates include Raymond Berlin. Hayden Barnes visited her dad, Raymond Berlin, in prison in August 7th, 2017 and asked him if there was anything left from the hedge fund he set up. He told her that there was nothing left in the fund and asked her why she needed the money. She revealed that her ex-husband Jared was blackmailing her and that she had a week to pay him off by siphoning money from the hospital. He told her that she could either pay off Jared or she could come clean to her fiance Hamilton Finn and hope that he could forgive her. On September 1st, Finn and Anna Devane paid Raymond a visit, and they both had different reasons. Finn wanted information on what happened to Hayden, and Anna wanted information on a diamond that was stolen in Eastern Europe, since she believed there was some sort of connection to him. Finn asked Raymond if he had any idea where Hayden could have gone since she disappeared, but he said he had no idea where she was. Anna tried to ask Raymond about the diamond she was looking for and tried to spin it by saying the diamond could lead Finn to Hayden, but he knew that Anna wasn't looking for Hayden. He also claimed that if the diamond was shady, then he did not know about it. Well, that was short and sweet. Yeah. There has to be something coming from that because as you were talking, I did a quick a quick sneak peek over at Raymond Berlin because I thought that he had passed away and he's not listed, listed as deceased. Oh, I thought that he had, though, but, and now we have Pentonville, so just sit down, buckle up, it's going to be, <laughs> this is probably going to be a little bit more in-depth. I need some popcorn to listen to I this know. Ooh, I could use some popcorn. <laughs> By the way, guys, we are recording the Monday morning after, the morning after Christmas, December 26th. We're both tired. This was a great idea to both of us. Mm-hmm. Until we had to do it. <laughs> we're just tired. <laughs> Pentonville Penitentiary is the local state prison where convicted felons are sent. Current inmates are Cyrus Renault, Book, Johnny Zakara, Paul Horensby, Olivia Jerome, and Suzanne Stanwick. Do I know who that person is? Mm, no, because I don't either. Okay. So from 2007 to 2012, this is the history. The real Pentonville prison has only 2007? Wow. Okay. The real Pentonville prison has had a few references, the most recent being the summer of 2007. Jason Morgan was on trial for the murder of Lorenzo Alcazar. Former inmates have included Diego Alcazar for the drug running and rape of women in Port Charles and Nicholas Cassadine for the murder of his grandmother, Helena Cassadine. She turned up to be alive and Nicholas was released in 2008. Scott Baldwin petitioned the judge to have Johnny Zakara sent there for Logan Hayes' murder. In May 2010, Michael Corinthos was sentenced to five years for manslaughter after killing his stepmother, Claudia Zakara Corinthos. Carter was an inmate serving time at Pentonville for a murder conviction, just like his cellmate Michael. From May to July, Michael was sexually assaulted and raped by Carter while they were in Pentonville. On May 13th, Jason pled guilty to Class D felony in order to get to sent to prison to protect Michael. On June 18th, Michael was released on parole and had to live with his brother, Dante Falconeri. On June 22nd, Jason killed Carter in self-defense during a knife fight. On August 16th, Jason was released after Sonny and Claire Walsh found a loophole in his plea bargain. 
In 2011, Suzanne Stanwyck was sent to Pentonville after the kidnapping and switching of Brenda Barrett's son, Alec, and her grandson with Lucien Barrett. Why do I not remember that? I do not remember that at all. That was the year I got married, but I feel like I was at least DVRing it. I don't know. I don't want to go down that, but I don't know why I don't remember that. Nope. I, I have like no clue. I need to go back and YouTube. Seriously. And I feel like you and I, like if Brenda's on, we're there. You yeah. Know, even, if, even if we had been taking a break. Right. We found out that like Brenda was coming back. You're like, oh, wait, we got to see what's going to happen here. Exactly. Okay. In May 2012, Maxie Jones was sentenced to 20 years in prison without parole for the murder of Lisa Niles and her first mate, Laura, Lauren Briggs. Maxie takes the sentence as a punishment for Robin's death, even though she confesses to Damien Spinelli that it was actually Matt Hunter who murdered Lisa. And she's doing this to protect Patrick Drake and Emma Scorpio Drake from losing any more family. While in prison, Maxie is beaten up by her cellmate, Tiny, against Maxie's wishes. Spinelli then comes forward with the information and tells the courts that it was Matt and not Maxie that killed Lisa in order to get her out of jail. Maxie is hurt by this and vows to never forgive Spinelli. Maxie is then released from prison, but only under the condition that she signs an affidavit, which would make her testify against Matt in exchange for her freedom. To get around this affidavit, Maxie marries Matt so that she does not have to testify against him. Matt, however, cannot live with what he did on his conscience when he remembers the night's event in full and he leaves Maxie on their uneventful wedding night to turn himself in. After Matt turns himself in, Maxie initially refuses to get a divorce, but eventually she does divorce Matt. In June 2012, Matt is sentenced to five years in prison and was presumably released in June 2017. Five years for killing somebody? I feel like that's a very light sentence. But... Lisa Niles, I remember that, but I don't want to say it was like self-defense, but I don't feel like it was necessarily, pre maybe that was manslaughter. Okay. Was he sentenced for manslaughter or murder? I don't know, but that I would make know. more sense if it was, yeah, manslaughter. That would make more sense. Like it's reasonable to assume that he could have not done, I don't know. I don't, my lawyer brain is not working right now. Come on, Shannon. I know. I need to get with it. <laughs> And then from 2015, Sonny Corinthos, Franco Baldwin, Julian Jerome, Ava Cassidine, Madeline Reeves, and Johnny were all in Pentonville together. Sonny, Franco, Julian, and Ava escaped together. I do remember that. That was fun. Because they that did. They fun. all worked together. Yeah. On June 10th, 2019, Harmony falsely confessed to Shiloh's crimes so that he could go free. On June 14th, Harmony was remanded to Pentonville and met Nell Benson. Okay. So we need to bring that back to where we are mm -hmm. now with the whole Nell being Nina's daughter or w Willow being Nina's daughter, because then Harmony, it's reasonable to assume, would, would have known that Nell was Willow's sister. Right. Okay. On June 12th, 2019, after being transferred to Pentonville, Ryan Chamberlain woke up and realized that his kidney had been stolen, but his ring. Hate when that happens. Right? His rant fell on deaf ears. It was eventually revealed that Kevin Collins forged Ryan's signature and there was a conspiracy to steal Ryan's kidney and give it to Jordan Ashford. Eventually, Ryan meets Nell, whom he bonded with over their hatred for Carly and the fact that they each got a kidney stolen from them. <laughs> so what um, bonded your friendship? Well, we both had kidneys stolen and now we're like BFFs. Right. Before that, Ryan asked Nell if he knew her from somewhere. Ooh, okay. Yeah. On July 5th, Jason posed as Harmony's lawyer so that he could live visit her in Pentonville, and she learned that Shiloh was responsible for her husband, Douglas Miller's death, so she finally turned against him. She was temporarily released from Pentonville so she, should get, so she could give her official story to Commissioner Max Scorpio and his brother, the DA, Robert Scorpio. In September, Harmony was sent back to prison for assisting Shiloh. On October 14th, Sam McCall was arrested and sent to prison for involuntary manslaughter of Shiloh. Okay, so maybe that's around what Matt did with Lisa okay. Niles. On October 17th, 
Ryan was still looking at the picture of Ava on the corner of Crim on the cover of Crimson's magazine she was on, and his cellmate Bryce Henderson called Ava hot and said he would have to look her up when he gets out of Pentonville. Oh no. Ryan did not take too kindly to that and stabbed Bryce to death with a pen. Ouch. <sighs> on October thirty first, Cassandra Pierce Cassandra Pierce became Sam's cellmate and pulled a knife on Sam. On October 6th, Cassandra attacks the guards during work detail in Rice Park and escapes. Sam stays and helps the guard. On November 19th, Sam was convicted of involuntary manslaughter. On December 11th, it was revealed that Ryan was in the infirmary being treated for an infection and now asked for his help to, by, quote, punching her ticket out of prison. And in return, she promised him pictures of Ava to be his link to Port Charles. Ew. Ryan mm -hmm. agreed to and said that the plan could use a few modifications. As part of the plan, Ryan stabbed Nell in the stomach oh, and just missed her kidney. Who gave this guy a pen? Right, right. Did he stab there... her with a pen, or was it just like something else? There goes that friendship. Right? Well, he did it on purpose, though, to help her. Because yeah, then Nell was transported to GH as Ryan was restrained before being escorted back to his cell. And then on the same day, Harmony was also released from Pentonville on parole due to overcrowding on december 27th nell was briefly sam's cellmate they had an altercation and sam was released on parole later that day because she helped the guard instead of returning to instead of running from her work detail on february 5th 2020 jason tells sunny and carly that cyrus renault a drug runner who normally operates in the pacific northwest has been operating from thompson's penitentiary Ooh, that one's not on here mm -mm. i mean i guess this is probably the only mention is Thompson's right. penitentiary for the last 10 years, but was secretly transferred to Pentonville recently. Because this is when we met Cyrus. Mm -hmm. On March 4th, was it? Or did we meet him earlier? 2020? 2020 sounds right. On March 4th, Brad Cooper is sent to Pentonville for his part in the kidnapping and switching of his deceased adoptive son, Wiley Cooper Jones, and Michael's son, Wiley Quartermain Corinthos. While switching the babies was Nell's idea, her lawyer, Zara Amir gets the charges dropped due to lack of evidence. On April 6th, see, and that's one thing. I'm sorry. Yes, what Brad did was wrong. He needed mental health help, though, too. He did. I mean, he so, let it go way longer than he ever should have, but. Right, right. But it was obviously traumatic that they had been waiting to adopt this baby. They finally got him, and then he passed away of sins. Right. It's not like he was of sound mind and. Both babies were perfectly healthy, and he was like, hey, Nell, want to swap? Right, exactly. Oh, yours is cuter. Can I have that one? Right. He, it was 100% out of grief. But on April 6th, Cyrus was released from Pentonville with full exoneration. Brad Cooper is currently serving time here since March 2020 in his role of the baby swap. During his stay in Pentonville, he was stabbed in the abdomen. Abdomen. <laughs> oh, that's a fun word. Uh, abdomen later and that fall and nearly killed by one of Cyrus's henchmen. It is unclear whether his assailant was a fellow inmate, a connect, a corrections officer, or neither of those. And he was transported to General Hospital to have his wound treated. Once he was treated, he was released back to prison. Approximately three months later, Dr. Britt Westbourne called Pentonville's warden and requested for Brad to be sent back to GH to have his wounds checked so they could spend Valentine's Day together. That was so sweet. After they do exactly that and spend most of the day making Valentine's treat bags for the kids being treated at the hospital, Britt gives Brad his own to take with him back to Pentonville before he is sent back there to serve the rest of his sentence. On March 31st, 2021, Alexis Davis pleads guilty to assault after accidentally stabbing Dante Falconeri with the syringe of lidocaine while aiming for Franco Baldwin. <laughs> she is sentenced to three years in Pentonville. Also in 2021, after false witness testimonies accused Jason Morgan of Franco Baldwin's murder, his bail is denied and he was reprimanded to Pentonville to await trial. In July 2021, Martin and Molly provide an incriminating record of Judge Naomi Carson's judicial crimes and misconduct to the PCPD. From this evidence, Jordan is able to order Sean and Alexis to be released to her local protective custody, reuniting the Ashford and Davis families. The recording is sent to the Judicial Review Board where all of her presided cases will be reviewed for bias and possibly overturned. 
that didn't go anywhere either. No. I mean, I think that it would have been nice to have seen some of the ones that it came about. Right. Maybe, you know, that's what Sean could have been doing while he was doing his podcast with Molly, Mm -hmm. you know. In December 2021, a mysterious inmate in Pentonville gave Peter August some breakfast through a slide, but Peter initially didn't want it. The mysterious in- the mystery inmate then put it back on the breakfast cart, but Peter changed his mind and wanted him to bring it back, so he did. After Peter ate his breakfast, he, wa- he went to leave, but started coughing, choking, and wheezing. It was revealed that the mysterious inmate was Brad. Brad's parole was granted, and he was released early. On June 22nd, it was revealed that Cyrus Renault had been removed from Flatland Federal Prison. Whew. It was revealed that Cyrus Renault had been moved from Flatland Federal Prison to Pentonville. Laura visits him and tells him that she forgives him. On September 9th, Spencer Cassadine began a three-month sentence in Pentonville after sneaking out of Springridge. On October 3rd, Cyrus saved Spencer from an inmate named Book in the prison library. Later that month, Cameron and Jocelyn come to visit him. The couple reiterate their friendship with him and admit that Trina knows Spencer always had believed in her and was trying to help her. He tries to accept that she's moving on, but he cannot hide that he is still enamored. On November 11th, Cyrus tells Laura that he can't protect Anna if she comes to Pentonville. Olivia Jerome can't wait to roll out the red carpet for Anna when she that arrives. That would be so good. I know. Um, implying that Olivia was moved there because that's also another one that she was originally being held in a mental health facility, but now it seems that she has been relocated to Pentonville. And then in December of 2022, concerned that Spencer is falling under his great Cyrus's sway, under his great uncle Cyrus's sway, Victor arranged for his great, great nephew to be released under supervision a few weeks early. Cyrus gives Spencer an early Christmas gift for himself and Trina. And that was the two birds, the two doves. Mm Mm-hmm. And Spencer reluctantly moves back to Windermere with his father. And this one actually has some notable people. So there are, well, there's notable locations. There's the cells, the library, the visitation room, and the yard. And then notable people are Warden Alvarez is the current warden. Warden Powell is the former warden. Paul Hornsby's there. Susan Stanwyck. Johnny Zakara, Cyrus Renault, Book, and Olivia Jerome. And the address, if you would like to write some prison mail, is 628 Fairfax Road, Pentonville, New York, 16543. <laughs> Dear Olivia Jerome. Yes. Going? Do you we should like write Johnny? a letter? We should write a letter and see if anyone gets it and returns back and is like, listen, crazy GH fans, this is not a real prison. <laughs> oh, we should. We should. All right. So next is Spring Ridge. Yes. Spring Ridge Minimum Security Correctional Center is a minimum security prison located just outside of Port Charles. It focuses primarily on restitution and rehabilitation. On July 20th, 2021, Jordan Ashford tells Alexis Davis that she will not be going back to Pentonville Penitentiary. She will instead go to Spring Ridge. It is close to Port Charles, just outside city limits, with a low prison population housing non-violent inmates. Alexis is familiar with the facility as she has advocated for her clients to be sent there. Alexis says she will have lots of opportunities to volunteer there. Sean Butler mentions that the inmates at Pentonville refer to Spring Ridge as a spa with guards. Sam McCall is happy for her mother's new sentence, mentioning that it will have vocational training, therapy, and anonymous meetings. On July 23rd, Jordan takes Alexis to the facility and shows her around. Well, I didn't know you got like a tour. I know. Alexis like an orientation, you know. Right? Alexis sees that Ryan Chamberlain is also staying at Spring Ridge. On July 8th, it is revealed that Harmony Miller got a job as a health aide at the prison and personally sees to the locked up or locked in, sorry, Ryan Chamberlain. On October 1st, Ava Cassadine saying goodbye to Ryan ran into Esme. Esme claimed to have interest in interning there as she is auditioning 
Nope. As she is auditing psychology courses at PCU. On November 8th, Diana Miller and Sam visit Alexis to tell her that she's been officially released. On Christmas Day, Victor Cassadine arranged a deal for his great-great-nephew, Spencer Cassadine, who is currently facing legal troubles over stalking his stepmother, Ava. If Spencer's charged his plea... If Spencer changed his plea to guilty, all he would have to do is spend 30 days in Spring Ridge, do 500 hours of community service, and make restitution to Ava. The next day, Spencer signed the paperwork to change his plea to guilty. On February 3rd, 2022, Spencer reported to Spring Ridge to begin serving out his 30-day sentence. On March 4th, Spencer briefly escaped from the prison to visit his mother's grave with help from Victor. I don't know if I consider that escaping, though, if he didn't realize that it was shady at first. Like, I felt like he only realized yeah. it was shady after the fact. Yeah. On March 23rd, Spencer was released from Spring Ridge. On June 20th, Kevin fired Esme from Spring Ridge after finding out she was seeing Ryan after he blocked her from doing so. On November 28th, it was revealed Heather is rehabbing from a prison transport van crash at Spring Ridge. Hmm. So yeah, I figured that one would be longer because I feel like more people have been there recently. But yeah, no, I wonder why some of these places have like actual mailing addresses. And this one just says outside of Port Charles. I don't know. Dear GH writers, when do you decide? Oh, I wonder if the mail gets rerouted back to GH people. Oh, okay. So we're going to, we're going to test this out. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes we have to write we have to write a fan letter letters we're gonna write a fan letter to cyrus ryan and cyrus well, i guess we can't write it to ryan because his address isn't listed so just to cyrus we can send like him it. a we can send him a, a holy card or bookmark or something yes love it love it love it so then we're moving over to geneva switzerland None of these are actually in Port Charles. They're all outside. Because hmm. this is Steinmauer Prison. It's a prison in Geneva, Switzerland, where international crime criminals are sent. It's currently its current inmates are Winston Rudge, Arthur Cabot, and Jennifer Smith. Steinmauer Prison was first mentioned when Cesar Faison was sent there in 2013. Liesel Obrecht tells Cesar about their grandson and he agrees to let her break him out of Steinmauer so that he could go and meet him. And this was Rocco. Yes. But it was Ben and then Rocco. But it was actually Rocco. On their way out, they run into Anna Devane, as you do. Obrecht disguised in an Anna mask and Anna get into a physical struggle until Anna gets the upper hand and knocks Obrecht unconscious. Faison then comes out of the prison visiting room and reveals to Anna that Robin Scorpio Drake is alive. He even agrees to take Anna to Robin, but before he has a chance, Obrecht wakes up and knocks Anna unconscious before escaping with Faison. Liesel then takes Faison to Cassadine Island where he sees Robert and where he sees Robin and meets his grandson. On December 22nd, 2015, Robert and Anna cornered Jerry Jacks. Robert called the WSB agents to arrest Jerry and take him to Steinmauer for holding Robin hostage. On June 21st, 2019, during a chat between Jasper Jacks and Robert Scorpio, it was revealed that Jerry had escaped from Steinmauer in 2016 and Robert threatened to find and dismember Jerry if he went near in Berkeley, California, where Robin Robin lives. On February 25th, Dr. Arthur Cabot was sent to Steinmauer for his memory mapping crimes involving Anna and Alex Devane. On March 21st, Dr. Hamilton Finn restored Alex's sight. Anna had WSB agents take Alex to Steinmauer. On July 2nd, 2019, Finn learned from Anna that Alex had escaped from custody and Anna was going to be the one to bring Alex in. After being gone for months, Anna never found Alex and came home. On July 31st, Cabot was released from Steinmauer. On September 18th, 2020, Winston Winston Rudge was taken away to Steinmauer. Steinmauer, that is a mouthful. (laughs) Steinmauer by the WSB. On October 6th, it is revealed that Liesel was in Steinmauer until Dr. Kirk, clicky pen dude. Clicky pen. 
met her in her cell and got her sent to the Geneva WSB facility on January That's another 8th. thing. Sorry, that's another thing they should sell whenever they do the nurses ball things is you can buy a clicky pen just like he used to bring people in and out of. Yes. I would like to hypnotize people with clicky pens. Sold with matching terror cards. There you go. It's a box set. Yes. Seriously, if they sold a pen with that one tarot card, they could probably sell it for like $15, $20 and people would buy it. Quite possibly. Hmm. And then on January 8th, 2021, after Peter Peter finds out that Franco is hearing Drew's memories, he, call, he calls Steinmauer and talks to Dr. Cabot. Peter's told that Cabot is in solitary and cannot speak to him. I don't think you get to call a prison and ask to talk to a prisoner, right? I uh, know. They have like, to call they you. They have to permission. call out to you and you have to accept, accept the call. The yep. Cool. Yep, yep. Then on May 16, 2022, WSB agent Beeman calls Anna and tells her that there is evidence against Jennifer Smith and she will spend the rest of her life in Steinmauer. Even if we, we know that she did not steal the Ice Princess. However, if that's all she did, I don't feel like that's adequate right. for a life but- sentence. Their sentences are a little off here where you can do mana slaughter and get five years, but she can get life. Okay. Yeah. And then there's just one more. Um, the Turkish, pr- Turkish prison is an unnamed prison located somewhere in Turkey. Former prisoners are Duke Lavery, Jonathan Paget, and Luke Spencer. In October 2012, Duke Lavery was revealed to be alive and claimed he had been kidnapped by Julian Jerome from the Witness Protection Program and put in a Turkish prison for 20 years. Luke Spencer told his daughter Lulu Spencer this story and said he suspected that Jonathan Paget was the real Duke and this person was someone else. Luke wanted to do a DNA test to prove his theory. The test showed that the man was Duke, but Luke still wasn't convinced and went to Turkey to investigate in November. On January 9th, 2013, Luke managed to call Anna Devane from the Turkish prison as he had bribed a guard for a phone. Anna told Luke that Duke was actually Cesar Faison with a mask. When Luke called Lulu, she heard a gunshot and then an explosion in the background and became concerned. She flew with Dante Falconeri to Turkey and they found blood on the wall in prison. When Luke shows up from the inf- infirmary, he explains that he had taken a bullet in the arm meant for a guard during a prison riot. Lulu and Dante brought Luke home where the real Duke was revealed to be alive and he admitted that Julian set a trap for him at the witness protection program and he was put in the Turkish prison under false charges. Jonathan Paget was placed by Julian as Duke's cellmate in prison so Jonathan could study Duke and later pose as him. That was pretty genius. Like, watch Mm -hmm. someone's mannerisms, and then you can copy them better. Nearly 20 years later, Faison broke Duke out of prison and took him to a Swiss clinic where Liesl Obrecht held him captive, and Faison could study him. He planned to later pose as Duke to win Anna's love. That just shows how how crazy was Obrecht, as much as I love her, to be like, okay, I love you, and I'm going to sit here and help you learn mannerisms of someone else so that you can get the woman that you love to fall in love with you. Right. Like, right. no thanks. No thanks, dude. Sorry. So my question is, am I wrong that everything we just read, so there was, there is no, oh, you know what, we didn't talk about like the PCPD holding cells, but I don't think that counts. No, because that's just a holding cell before they process you and send you where you go. Right. So the earliest date we heard that I'm remembering off the top of my head, and again, I've closed all the tabs as we went through them, was 2007. Right, right. So where did everybody go from 1963 to 2006? I wonder if our um, scrapbook gives, like, the pre-2000s yeah i didn't even think about that because i just saw those and i guess i was expecting at least pentonville to be right that's what i was gonna say i thought pentonville has been around since the 70s like i thought that was going to be like the hospital like that's where right i I don't know so maybe we really need to do like a whole deep dive of the pcpd 
to find out where um, well we could work backwards these can be the newer prisons and if we find more then those will be the prisons of the 80s 90s 70s 60s yeah the port charles city jail does not actually have any information i feel like that would be a really 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 long one yes I feel like almost everybody has been detained in one way or another there. Right, right, exactly. But still, even if it were, I know what I'm trying to say, like, even if that were the only facility, don't you think at some point before 2007? Right, right. It would, it would at least say, you know. People didn't do anything bad before 2007. Apparently not. All right. Like, why doesn't the Port Charles Jail have its first, its own page yes okay well that was interesting it was i like doing these little side ones that are kind of like obscure yes i I like that it gives a little bit of the story of why we saw them because then it's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah but i totally am gonna have to go back and find out about brenda's baby and whatever because i do not remember no neither do i all right is madeline still there no she's in the other room okay darn i I wanted to get her feedback to see what she thought (laughs) Which prison Another do you time. want to go to? <laughs> yes. So which story sounded the craziest to you, Madeline? <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, join us on Monday as we recap the last shows of 2022. Wow. I'm not ready for it to be 23. But on that yeah. note, have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer54Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.